Financial. I'm your host, Ben Brett. And I am Cara Brett. And if you haven't listened to this podcast before, this is the podcast that helps professional families who are navigating all of life's big financial transitions. These are things like buying homes, having children, starting to invest, all the really exciting things that make life exciting. <laughs> um, so if that doesn't sound, sorry, if that sounds like you, be sure to subscribe uh, and give us a five-star rating. It really helps the podcast grow. Uh, if you want more information outside of the podcast, be sure to check out our Instagram at Bounce Financial, uh, where we share a lot of tips and traps about finances. Uh, before we kick off, like we do with every single episode, we like to highlight that the information provided in this podcast is general in nature. It doesn't take into account your personal circumstances. and something you need to think about if you are implementing any of this information. Uh, we encourage people to go and get financial advice if they're thinking about implementing any of this stuff. And surprise, surprise, we are financial advisors. Who knew? <laughs> so if you're interested in perhaps getting financial advice, be sure to reach out at our website, bouncefinancial.com.au or follow us on Instagram. What are we talking about today, Cara? Well, firstly, we should say it is the start of season two. It is the start of season two. So we had uh, a full season one where we talked about a whole heap of different things. We talked, we interviewed a whole heap of different people. We did, which yes. Is exciting, and then we took a little break. Yes, and it was wonderful. Lovely. Uh, but we are back this season, and we've got a whole heap of different things that we want to talk about, and we really want to get stuck into a lot of the things that come up every day with so many of our clients, right? Yes. Questions we are constantly getting asked. Things we're always talking about. And today we thought we'd start with offset accounts. Yes. And I do want to add to that, that if you ever want to hear something, be sure to, to contact us and let us know. We love you know getting feedback on the podcast. Exactly. And it, like it's where we get all of our ideas about the stuff that we want to talk about is talking to our clients and exactly. getting the questions that we get. So yes. please feel free to reach out. So let's talk about offset accounts. Correct. Cara, what is an offset account? <laughs> an offset account is essentially a bank account that is attached to your home loan, okay? And the money that is sitting in that bank account offsets <laughs> the home loan. And what I mean by that is any of the money sitting within the account reduces your loan on paper. I'm getting too technical already. Too technical. <laughs> reduces your loan on paper so you're only paying interest on the amount left over. Yes. So example, your home loan is 200000 and you have $50,000 sitting in your offset account. You're only paying interest on your home loan as if you've got $150,000 home loan. Yes. So it's basically saying that's how much of the home loan you've paid back. Yes. Offset accounts are weirdly, they, they seem very simple, but they're also weirdly complex at mm. the same time. I think because there's nothing, there's nothing really similar to how an offset account works. It's a very unique thing. Um, but yeah, I think the, the fundamentals are there that it's just like a bank account. You can transact on it. You know, you can pay your bills out of it. It's, it's your account. Um, but every dollar that's sitting in there is reducing the interest on your home loan, which is a powerful thing. Yeah, which interest on your home loan is likened to rent. So every dollar sitting in there reduces the rent on your home loan, right? That's a really great way of describing it. I like that a lot. Um, why would you have an offset account? I mean, I think you've pretty much just touched on that. It reduces yeah, your rent. <laughs> it reduces the rent on your home. And so that's a, good, that's a good thing. And if you have cash sitting aside, that's sitting in, let's just say, a normal savings account. Yes. 
you're not going to be making very much money on it. Mm. But if the cash is sitting against your home loan, but it can be used in exactly the same way as any other bank account, then it's just helping your home loan, basically getting rid of your loan a hell of a lot quicker. Yes, because we, we don't like paying interest. We want to reduce how much interest we pay to the bank so we can keep that money for ourselves. Exactly. Mm, wonderful. Okay, so uh, a few people listening to this might be unsure whether they have an offset account or not, or whether they can even have an offset account. Mm. Um, we should probably just touch on, I guess, the different types of loans and how you would get an offset account set up. Yeah. Often um, when you are getting a home loan, you will be asked a series of questions. Now, whether you go through a mortgage broker or whether you go direct to a bank, they're usually going to ask you a couple of questions. How much do you want? Um, You might have heard the question fixed or variable, Mm. right? Which is one of the big ones that come up. Yes. A lot of people understand what that is. Obviously, it's in relation to the interest rate. And then you're asked questions like how long you want the loan, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But probably one of the biggest things that impacts whether you can get an offset account is whether you have a fixed loan or a variable loan. Yes. Yeah, so in our experience, and and again, all of these loans are different, so it's important to understand the specifics of your loan, but in the vast majority of situations, um, in order to have an offset account, you need to have a variable home loan or a portion of it, at least variable, that aligns with the offset account. Um, It's very rare that they are linked to fixed accounts, although they do exist. I've seen it once or twice, but majority of it is that if you have a full 100% fixed home loan, the chances are you don't have an offset account. Yes. The other thing I would note on that too is that in my experience anyway, sometimes you actually have to actively ask for an offset account. Even if you have a variable loan, often unless you ask for it, a lot of people don't automatically, or a lot of banks or mortgage brokers don't automatically give one to you or apply one for you. Yes. And you have to remember too, it's within the bank's interest for you not to have an offset account. Correct. um, Because then they get to charge you more interest. So never trust your bank on these things. Let's always make the inquiry ourselves. Um, I I briefly want to touch on the variable and fixed. I, I know um, it's a relatively well-known thing what these are that are fixed that fixed um, interest rate is it's fixed for a certain period of time um, but there are some downsides to a fixed account as well outside of the interest rate um, and the downside is that you usually can't pay extra onto the loan or if you can pay extra it's actually very limited mm-hmm. um, and that's because you fixed in the loan it's fixed for that period of time um, and where that sort of creates an issue for us or for our clients is when they find themselves with capacity to save money, capacity to want to pay extra off their home loan. And if too much of that is fixed, then they don't have the capacity to be able to put that money onto it. And we don't really have another way of paying down that debt. We have Mm. to wait for that fixed period to end. Um, So really, I think, you know, when you're thinking about how you set up your uh, home loan, a lot of people just simply go, oh, well, I'm going to fix a lot of it because it's a low interest rate. But taking that extra time to think, okay, how much can I pay this back over the next four years? Okay, well, I probably need a variable portion of my loan, which is big enough to factor in that money. And if I have an offset account, I can use that for that purpose. Does exactly. that make sense? Yeah. And also like, you know, like you talked about your savings capacity, which is one component, but you know, we've seen people get 
relatively large inheritances. Yes. As a perfect example, and they can't actually pay off their home loan with it. They have to hold it aside. Yes. And so you really need to think about, you know, some of the bigger picture things that are potentially coming up in your life. Mm. As, as a general rule, like I try to encourage clients to have more of their loan variable than they expect. Mm-hmm. Um, just to factor in you know, paying it off is a good thing. We want to be able to pay it off early. We don't want to have to wait for this period to pass. Exactly. Now, most of these loans that allow you to have an offset account, in most circumstances, you just, you're just you just able to have one offset account, mm. typically. However, on the odd occasion, we have seen certain banks and providers that allow multiple offset accounts, mm. which is a lot of fun. Why would you want that? <laughs> so we have touched on this before about the concept of buckets or segmenting your money. You know, having some money set aside for bills, having some money set aside for your holiday. Um, It's a really powerful way of keeping track of your budget without having to pull out an Excel spreadsheet every time you're at a coffee store, right? Um, The benefit of having multiple offset accounts is you can still manage this bucket strategy. You can still have lots of different money for different purposes, um, but every single dollar is, is offsetting how much interest you're paying. So that can be really quite powerful if you have the option of having multiple offset accounts. Mm. But again, it's one of those things where you're going to have to uh, you know, contact the provider. Are they even available? Do you pay fees per offset account? All of these different questions. Exactly. And a lot of people are limited to having only one offset account. So for example, I have an offset account, uh, but my provider only allows one offset account. So mm-hmm. you know, we manage around that. We, we implement strategies that suit having one offset account. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to maybe talk about, I guess, if you if you don't have the option of having multiple offset accounts, how you're going to think about bucketing and, and, and... Yeah. And I guess, you know, before I go too much further, we will note currently we're talking about just your home loan, right? Yes. We're just talking about things in relation to the home that you are living in, not investment properties. We might touch on that a little bit later. Yes. But in relation to just your home loan, these are the, some of the things that we personally do, but also talk about with clients. Yeah. So the majority of office set accounts on loans, you'll only be able to have one, okay? Pretty standard. And the typical strategy we use is that make that main offset account um, your main bills hub. Because your main bills hub, in theory, from our perspective, should increase over time. It should be where the majority of your money sits. It's covering all of your expenses for the whole year and all of your savings. It should be sitting in that main bills account. Yep. Then what you can do is still have your normal everyday transaction bank account with your FPOS card, but you're only sending over your everyday living expenses and your entertainment money. So for a lot of people, that might just be groceries, petrol, and the money for coffees and eating out, right? Um, It's only a small amount, so it's not massively going to, you're not going to lose a lot of the benefits of that offsetting the home loan, Yes. but it's making sure you're not spending way too much money because it's, again, segregating, but whilst keeping all all of your bills money in one big hub. Yeah, I think you touched on a really important point there. Um, You know, having money in an offset account is really valuable. We wanna have as much as we possibly can in there to offset your interest. But if it's the case that you can manage your money better in a way where some of it is outside of that offset and you are losing a small amount of value, that in my mind is is a better strategy. Mm. Um, yeah, you, you pay a little bit more in interest, but if it means that you have better clarity of your money, you're not feeling overwhelmed and you're making better purchasing decisions, then I think that that's a winning strategy. Yeah. And- 
it's not always exactly about the most savings or the, you know, getting as much money as possible. Sometimes it's about understanding where you're at and putting in place strategies that work for you yes. whilst taking advantage of some of these things. Yes. Um, I mean, talking about strategies, why don't we sort of talk about, I guess, how you would use your offset account as like a hub. I, I've kind of used this a lot with clients where it's, we see our offset account as the hub where things can then go out from mm. there. And I think you touched on this. Why don't we talk about this in a bit more detail? Yeah, so often from the offset, uh, you know, often from the way that money physically moves, yes. I like to recommend people be paid into their offset account, right? Yeah. So that's where your pay goes into. And from that offset account, you can then automate the way that your money moves, which I assume is really what you're talking about here. It's going, on a weekly basis, I want to pay myself for my groceries and my entertainment $300. And so that automatically, it's set up so I don't have to think about it, automatically from my offset account into my everyday transaction account, $300 every week and it just goes. Okay. Similarly, for ongoing things such as investments and bills, they can be automated from that bills hub, which is an offset account. So the idea being is we don't need to physically tap into that account on a daily basis because we've automated it to do what we want it to do, um, but we're accessing the money at the times that we need to. Yeah. For a lot of my clients, and I guess for us personally, we will pay for our investments outside of, like, sorry, from our offset account. Mm -hmm. Um, And the benefit of that is, is that the money is sitting in the offset account, it's offsetting the mortgage, and then it goes on to the to an investment there's never a period where it's not being used for something valuable right Um, and the benefit of that is you can you know your offset account is a hub it's going up it's potentially going down what we're doing is we're adjusting how much goes to your investment how much goes to your personal spending based on how the offset account's climbing or or not climbing Mm. Um, so it can just be a really powerful place to keep your money as a central place um, and use it for all the different purposes that you're trying to use it for cool so what is the difference then between an offset and a redraw? Okay, so this is this I think is actually a quite a deep topic. Mm. Um, again, a bit like offset accounts, they seem simple on the surface, but there's a bit more to it, right? Um, okay, so if you have a loan, um, you have the ability to pay back that loan earlier. In some instances, there's all these conditions and whatnot, and this is what makes finance complex. But if you pay money into that loan, sometimes that loan provider will allow you to redraw from it. It'll say, okay, well, you've actually paid ahead of what we expect, um, so we're gonna allow you to redraw. Um, An offset account is different. You're never actually paying money onto the loan. What you're doing is keeping it in an account that is still your account, but with an acknowledgement that that's reducing the interest. Now, from a practical perspective, they're both achieving the same thing. They're both reducing your loan balance and therefore reducing how much interest you have. Um, But there's a few little things about them that you kind of need to be cautious of. Um, So the first, um, and again, I I really do have to emphasize, we are talking about your home that you live in. Um, Investment properties are very different. And some of these strategies, if you use them on an investment property, you may find yourself in financial, having financial issues because of tax and things Mm -hmm. like that. So this is your home property. But um, if you pay money into your loan, that money is technically owned is 
is with the bank. They they own that money and they can offer you the redraw and you can redraw it, but at any time they can decide that they don't want to offer you that redraw anymore and there's nothing you can do mm-hmm. about it. Um, and a offset account, however, doesn't follow those same rules. It's your account and they can't necessarily just determine, you know, I'm not going to let you access that. So that's kind of one of the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, it's very, very rare that a bank is going to go back on its word about redraw. So sure. it's not really a huge concern. Yeah. Um, some other potential issues with a redraw versus an offset is that um, sometimes you need to pay a fee to redraw. might yes. be a small fee, but sometimes when you, when you need to access a redraw, you might pay a fee and or have a minimum redraw amount. Yes. So an example might be is you can't just redraw $50. You need to redraw $500 lots, yep. something like that. Yeah, which can be a disadvantage in some circumstances, but in some circumstances it can actually be an advantage Mm. in that um, if you, and and this is quite common, a lot of people if they have money in their offset account, it's too tempting. Mm. It's just money sitting there, they know it's there, It's it's they see it as their own money, whereas um, money on a loan is not seen as their own money. Despite them having the exact same outcome from Mm. a financial or numbers perspective, mentally they can have an effect. So sometimes there's a circumstance where you probably want to put money on your loan rather than an offset account if it prevents you from making decisions that don't align with your long-term goals. Yeah, and you know, like know your weaknesses, strategize yeah. around them 100%. The other thing I will say though is that when when Ben's saying put money on your loan, he's saying put any extra money which which allows that redraw. You probably can't use your redraw facility as that bills hub we discussed. No. So that strategy around holding the majority of your money against the home loan and using it to transact on a daily and weekly basis just does not work with redraw facilities. Yes. it's And again, I think we cannot emphasize this enough. Every single product is different. Mm. So these are some general ideas about these sorts of things, but you need to find out about your specific home loan, mm-hmm. what the rules are around it, because if you get it wrong, the the, the consequences can be dire. Oh, 100%. Um, I've seen definite situations where people have, say, fixed loans, and then they've had to get out of them and things like that, and they've had to pay tens of thousands of dollars. So we just need to be really thoughtful in the way we approach this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've talked a fair bit about the home you live in. Um, do you have anything more to add to that before we sort of touch on, I, I kind of want to touch on investment properties. Yeah, I think before we just go to that, I will I will kind of give you all a bit of a, a, f- a few things to investigate about your own loan if you don't know. Yeah. So first things first, give your bank a call and just ask them, do I have fixed or variable? Do I have an offset account? Do I have redraw facility? Just ask the questions. They will know. Um, It might not be totally obvious to you when you log in on your banking, but if you ask, if you call and ask the question, just understanding what you do and don't have is kind of the first place to start. And it's okay if you don't know. Yeah, that's what they're there for, right? Yeah. So that's my homework for everybody. Yes. A bonus points if you then ask things like, can I put extra on my loan and pull it out? So um, I, a lot of these, again, we've talked about, you know, your, your, your home you live in and how that's different from an investment property. Um, I kind of want to touch on a couple of things about investment properties, but I really want to highlight that once we start moving into the investment property world, like 
the you need to be very very cautious in the way you approach this mm. because these tax potentials like the, the, something could go wrong yeah becomes really high and you really need to be very very cautious so we will touch on a couple of things but i really encourage you to go out and get your own personal information on this if you have any doubt mm. um okay so what i might talk about is a, a common thing that's sort of talked about is um the benefit of having an offset account if you intend to later on turn your primary residence, so the home you live in, into an investment property. Yeah. Um, are you happy for me to sort of just yeah, go, keep go going on this mm-hmm. um, this soapbox rant? Um, okay, so um, a lot of people come to me and say, look, I intend to use the home we live in as an investment property later, right? Um, and that's fine. Um, I do encourage people to, to go through a thought process of would they have invested in that outside of it being their home, but that's probably a discussion for another day, right? Um, if it is the case that you intend to turn it into an investment property, you need to start thinking about how much tax you're going to pay Um, Now, as a general rule, it is encouraged that you maximize the debt. If you have debt in general, you want to try to maximize the proportion of that debt onto deductible debt. So debts that are surrounding investments like investment property debt and minimize the amount on your family home and the stuff you can't write off. Mm-hmm. Now, please don't confuse this with go out and get a very expensive uh, investment property debt um, because that's not a good tax strategy. But if you do have to have debt, it is best to try to, in many instances, have that on the investment debt so that you can um, write it off in your tax. Um, now, if you've been living in your house and you've been diligently paying it down, if you then turn that into an investment property and buy a whole new house, I've seen a lot of situations where they've already paid down a lot of the previous home they lived in. Mm-hmm. And so they end up in this situation where there's actually very little debt on the investment property and a lot of debt on the home they live in, which is kind of the opposite of what you want from a tax perspective. So offset accounts can be kind of a valuable strategy here if you intend to do so, because what you're doing is you're, you're kind of paying ahead on your loan you're putting more on it, but you're doing so in a way that you can very easily take it from one account and put it onto your new offset account you set up with your new residential property. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. I mean, diagrams would be really useful here, but this is a like non-visual medium. So yeah, this, this audio <laughs> medium is is difficult. And I guess this is why I highlight it. It's like if, if you are doing investment properties, you'd probably need to go out and get advice because it does get complex really, really quickly. Yeah, it does. And I think, I think what this really boils down to is that when you are living in a house, but you potentially consider that it might become an investment in the future, the offset account provides you way more flexibility yes. in the future than the redraw facility does. And that's why even though when we're working with people and it's just the home they live in, we are thinking strategically in the future about what might be coming up and how can we put you in the best position five years from now, right? Yes. And so things like an offset account can be a really useful tool. Um, and it's definitely something you talk about a lot to try and educate people. It's like, it's still your money. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The only thing also I would add on investment properties is the use of redraw on investment property is fraught with danger. It is. I have had clients in bad situations uh, because of the way the tax is counted. Um, so please, please get advice if you if you're unsure as to how this works. Correct. Um, cool. Awesome. Well, that's pretty much all I had to talk about with offset accounts. I mean, this is a deep 
deep topic that we could probably talk about forever, but I kind of wanted to give a bit of an overview. Is there anything we haven't talked about, you reckon? No, I think we've given the main overview. I think from from our perspective is that, especially with clients we work with, we always say, firstly, please contact us before you get a loan because we'll help you we'll help you understand how it works. That's what we're here for. But if you are in the process of working with a mortgage broker or a bank, ask the questions. Ask what's available. Is there offset? Is there redraw? Like setting it up from the start is really useful. Yes. And it's important to remember too that your mortgage broker is very knowledgeable and very helpful in these sorts of things but it's not their role to determine what is the best structure Mm -hmm. for you. That's not what their role is. What their role is to get the loan that you want. Uh, It's self-led by you. So understanding it yourself uh, is really, really important. You can't rely on your mortgage broker to set that up for you, thinking about your future and how you're going to spend, because they don't know about what you're going to be doing in the future. So Exactly. So the more information that you have, the more questions you ask, the better you'll be. Exactly. Awesome. All right. Well, we might wrap this one up. Um, Like I said, if you are interested in receiving information more often, be sure to subscribe to our Instagram at Bounce Financial and subscribe to uh, this, uh, this, this podcast, I guess. See you next time. See you guys. Bye.